0: It's, uh, it's great to see so many people here today. It really is. And uh, uh, it's exciting for me, and it's exciting for our church family, uh, because we've been praying for this to come about for some time now. And today is the start of something. I, I need to uh, say to people, it's uh, wonderful to have so many here to celebrate with us. And while it's not mandatory to wear masks outside, um, our recommendation is that, if you're willing to do that, it's, uh, it's helpful for everyone else. Um, and it's because I, I know around you half metres away. You know? Um, in order to protect each other, we encourage each of us here to maintain the one and a half metre social distancing when moving around after the service and uh, wear face masks if you're unable to do that. Um, We have face masks available on the welcome table and plenty of hand sanitizer too. That's not for your face by the way. So it's just great that we can be together and um, we're going to celebrate. Um, We've got some songs to sing and and they're great songs. And uh, the first song is Bless the Lord, O my soul. And we chose this song because how many things can we thank God for? And this song says 10,000 reasons and still counting. You know, we live in a wonderful land and, um, and as a follower of Jesus it's just very special to sing God's praises. So if you know the song Please join us. You don't need to stand. You can stay seated. The words are all in the uh, order of service you've been given, and uh, we've got some folk who are going to come and help us sing. Levi is going to do his thing on the drums. Is that going to work? I don't know. Well, we'll see. We will. It's turned on.
1: Strength is failing. The end draws near, and my time has come.
0: Song isn't it? And um, why do we worship God's holy name? What specifically is it about? Yeah, He made us. He know that we know that. But the, one of the big things is that God loves us. He loves you. He loves me. He loves this whole world. He doesn't love what we do, but He loves people so much so that he send his one and only son, Jesus, born of a woman to redeem. And that's what Jesus did. And this next song reminds us of just how much God loves us. I love to say, how much does God love us? This much. When Jesus died on the cross for you and for me, that's how much he loves us. Let's sing this song. who aren't used to uh, going to church, so to speak, you probably think this is a bit weird. They love to sing, don't they? Well, yes, we've got something to sing about. And uh, these songs that we've been singing are really expressing the reality of our relationship with God. This last one, just at this point of time, is a reminder that our hope for time and eternity is fixed in one place there's no other hope and that is in Jesus Christ and this next song is called it's a Getty song in Stuart Then it's called in Christ alone my hope is found and uh, so this is a song worthy of our attention today <coughs>
1: In Christ alone, who took on flesh Fullness of God in helpless pain This gift of love and righteousness so by the ones he came reading today is Romans 1, 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Thank you.
0: Amen. Well, according to the programme that you have in your hands, we are now to uh, hear a message from uh, Matthew Bissett. Matt, thank you. And if that doesn't work you'd better try this one. It'll fit right in. Oh. I'll
2: get this off. Thanks. Is that? Is that? No? Is that working? No, no. Sorry? Can it go? Can everybody Can everybody hear me? Can everybody see me? Probably, you are not missing much. If you cannot, if I'd known there was going to be this many people here, I would have worn a shirt with buttons. <laughs> I've probably done something with my moustache. Um, put it back where it was. Okay. Is that the one that's picking me up or is that the one? That's That's the one? (laughs) Turn that one off. Turn this one off. Alright. Okay. That's fine. What is it? Sorry? Try that one. That one doesn't need a radio in. Try this one. Is that one working? If we have to yell, it's going to be Yeah, I know, it's going to be real bad for everyone. All right. How's that? Is that a little better? You can all shuffle forward if you need to. Don't, actually, sorry. <laughs> sorry. John told us not to do that, so we will not do that. Um, uh, yeah, so my name is Matt. Um, just like to welcome again everyone. For, uh, thank you for coming uh, and just celebrating, um, I guess, the calling of God upon Stephen and Chris's life uh, to bring them here to Sandstone. Um, the last time I've had the privilege of preaching here once, um, and everyone was very welcoming, and obviously I wasn't blacklisted, um, and it's just wonderful to see so many people here, and to see that the, um, yeah, the, the love for Jesus has not changed. Um, so today we will be looking, the passage we'll be looking at briefly is uh, in the letter uh, to the Romans, we're looking at Romans chapter 1, uh, verses 16 and 17, as it was just read to us. Uh, so I will pray, and then we will get into it. Heavenly Father I thank you so much for this time uh, Lord we pray just uh, we thank you for the uh, just for the practical blessing of the fact that for now the rain has ceased it's it's spitting Lord we're asking that the rain would cease um, or that the message be brief this is not a good sign Heavenly Father we thank you for the gift of your son uh, we thank you for this time together we pray that the words would be Uh, illuminated to us and that your message would be proclaimed and that you would enable us to worship together in the still weather. Alright, I'm going to keep going because it's not stupid. And the idea is pretty simple. If something looks silly or if it looks stupid but you get the job done and it works, it's okay. How silly can it be? And I don't mean that to sound glib, but essentially that's Paul's approach to the gospel. In 1 Corinthians he calls the gospel foolishness. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 he says the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved it is the power of God. We see in verse 16 Paul says for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. He's not ashamed. Now, I know as Christians, especially, uh, we would never really admit to being ashamed of the gospel. But in our practical, everyday life, we exhibit that shame, I think, in a large, in a vast number of ways. From simply someone asking you what you did on the weekend, and you know, oh, you know, just took it easy. I kind of didn't get up to do much, hung out with the family. Or if you're like me, it's a small victory if you mention church at all sometimes. We're not ashamed entirely entirely. But every now and then, we can sometimes let our human failings get in the way. But it says here, Paul is unashamed. And we're going to look at three, uh, three aspects of the gospel, really three sort of um, crucial elements of Paul's statement that will help us understand. And we're going to go through them pretty quickly uh, so that we can um, continue. Now, Paul is unashamed for three reasons. Uh, really because of the power of, the, of, the power of God in the gospel, the salvation of man through the gospel, and then the righteousness of God that is revealed through the gospel. Firstly, we want to know what Paul means when he says the gospel. In Romans chapter 1, verse 2, Paul tells us, he says, "...set apart for the gospel of God, which God promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his Son." The gospel is Jesus Christ. The gospel is the Son. It was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. And in essence, that is Paul's gospel. It is Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. And we would have to admit that it sounds a little silly. We don't see people coming back to life. Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, prophesied for a thousand years before, comes to earth as a carpenter's son in a small town in the middle of nowhere, gathers a following of nothing, and then dies on a cross, perhaps the worst, most torturous way to go that's ever been invented, shunned by his people, shunned by the Romans as well. But that is who we worship. Paul says it's foolish, and I think we would have to admit that if we're trying to explain the gospel to our friends, and, I mean, I struggled with it this week. Sometimes it is hard to explain without feeling foolish. But he says there is no shame in presenting the gospel of God for two reasons. Sorry. The power of God. We're going to look at the power of God, two reasons that he, like, that, uh, Paul really encapsulates in his message that encompass the power of God. Firstly, God created the world. Paul says that in verse 19, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because the God that wrote it made the world, made the universe, created the heavens and the earth. How could you be ashamed? On the road to Damascus, he says, I'm not ashamed to talk about Jesus because I know that he did not stay dead. And we know that Christ didn't stay dead. There are hundreds of witnesses. We have the texts. We have um, historical records. We know that Christ has risen. Paul is very clear on the gospel. He is unashamed because he knows that Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross, did not stay dead, but rose again three days later. How can we be ashamed of the message if we know that it's true? We wouldn't be. The same power that brought the world into being brought Jesus back from the dead. And Paul says, this is the gospel that I preach, the gospel of this Christ, the gospel of this Jesus. And Paul himself is the example. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, Paul was a Pharisee uh, towards the beginning of his life before he became an apostle. His chief end in life at that time was to find Christians and to put them to death, to imprison them, to persecute them. This is Paul's aim in life before he met Jesus. He's unashamed of the gospel because he's seen the power of the transformation that it brings in his own life. He's radically changed. Um, I've had the pleasure of knowing Stephen Carissa for over a decade, and even in that time, I've seen a radical transformation. Have Steve in a suit <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon at church in the rain, and for him to be probably ecstatic about it is a change. Is unashamed, and I know Carissa is unashamed of the gospel because half of you are here because you got your hair cut once and you just have ended up here. (laughs) You're still not sure how, but that's the gospel. Paul is unashamed. Because these two demonstrate the exact same thing. So that is the power of God. That is what he says, carries the message, carries it forward. But It's not just that. It says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. There is an other-centeredness in the mission of Paul. The gospel message carries with it an obligation to share, to take it forward, to carry it forward. He knows that it is the only way for the people that he knows to be saved. Now, salvation is a Christian word It essentially just means to be rescued, to be delivered. Um, If you're familiar with the story of the exodus from Egypt, we have the Israelites trapped in Egypt under the rule of Pharaoh. We have the ten plagues. Ultimately, Pharaoh
0: lets the people go. Um, Well, we were to sing a song now, but we won't, um, just due to the wet weather we've had. I'm just wanting to read one verse of that song, though, the last verse. says, But drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself away, it's all that I can do. Alas, and did my Saviour bleed, and did my Sovereign die. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond degree. That to me is the heart of the gospel. Um, There's a debt I can never repay, Uh, God loves me. Uh, Brother Stoodley, Colin, I'm gonna hand this straight over to you now. Colin Stoodley, Colin has been a friend of this church for a long time. We're glad you're here brother.
3: Well, thank you very much. It's wonderful, wonderful to be here, especially because of this moment. Any time when a local church discerns by the leading of the Spirit that someone carries the call to lead in the proclamation of the gospel and to encourage the saints, it's an important day. Having been a pastor for 43 years, I can tell you, it never gets old. It never gets old and it's always good. And so I've, uh, I would just like to thank you, uh, thank the leadership of the church, because I realise that most of you didn't get a choice in me doing this. So uh, thanks to the leadership of the church for inviting me. And this is the moment when we formally acknowledge the call and the gifts of our brother. And we set him aside to fulfil the commands of the gospel in this place. Uh, And there are several aspects to it, and you see it there on the outline. It's appropriate for us at this point always, usually an induction, is to hear from one of the leadership to describe the process that's uh, been undergone by the church. I do pay my my own personal tribute to the leadership for the manner in which they conducted their search. So would Rod come and uh, share a testimony? Thanks, Rod.
4: can take this off. Thank you, Colin. You must be a great guy, Colin. My dad's name's Colin, and my grandson's name is Colin. So, there you go. Absolutely, absolutely. So, it's a privilege to get up here and share a bit of the journey that the partial search team, the leadership team, has gone through in bringing this bloke here to minister at Sandstone Point. So, I'm going to share our perspective and then Steve will get up and share, or Steve and Chris, whichever it is, um, will come up and share their perspective. So we started this journey on Monday the 16th of July, uh, 26th of July. The pastoral search team was made up of John Nicole, who's somewhere in here, up the back there. Dennis Tams, over there. Judy Haig and myself, Rod Van Damme. Dan Lyons, who's hiding out there, was uh, recommended to us as someone who's experienced with other churches in this process. And he was a great support and a great help. And I want to thank you, Dan, for your wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Clap, he's clapping, yeah. And uh, it's been invaluable, your input to this time. Um, I was a bit frustrated with him through the process because he wouldn't tell us who the person was. And he said, "I'm not going to tell you, but the great thing was, once we had made the decision, who we felt God was uh, putting forward for us, Dan acknowledged that, and he said, "Yes, you made the right decision." So that was, that was exciting. Thank you, Dan. Firstly, I would like to say that we serve a wonderful God who has a perfect plan for each of our lives that can only be accessed through accepting God's Son, Jesus Christ, as our personal Saviour. This will become very evident as you hear God's plan revealed today in the life of Stephen and Sandstone Community Church. Through input from the membership, advice from Dan, prayer and pastoral search team discussions, we worked through a church profile and a pastor profile and it became clear that we were seeking a church planter pastor with a heart to reach out into the community and preach the gospel, as well as minister to our faith community. We first advertised on the 28th of September We received several applications for the position uh, through inquiries from the advertisement. From one inquiry, an application pack was sent out. From that, one particular person, can't say their name, probably this guy here, uh, sent back a response explaining why he was not suitable to apply. When reading through this, we realised that these are all the reasons He should apply. We also had a friend of this person come to us and say she knew just the person for this position. We told her we have already sent him the pack. Working through the applications, uh, most were not suitable or dropped off for various reasons. Uh, Then an off-the-chance comment was made on the golf course in passing to a friend of this potential applicant that we hadn't received an application from him. Unbeknown to us, this was a significant point in this journey. They might share more about that from their perspective. Well, we did receive an application from Stephen, and we all felt God's leading in pursuing this person further. I had the privilege of contacting Stephen's uh, referees and talking with them, One who is here today, David, there he is there, thank you David, and the other uh, who's not able to be with us as he's in the state, um, who actually brought Stephen to the Lord and discipled him and has seen Stephen's whole faith journey. Both referees had a wonderful heart for God, first and his church and Stephen. That was very refreshing to, to speak with them. Through interviews, meetings, prayer, and seeking God's direction, it became obvious to us that Stephen was God's chosen person for this position. Stephen was a humble servant and had a real heart for the lost. God is amazing and he is awesome. God sees the big picture and he has a purpose in each of our journeys. He also has a preferred outcome from that journey there were both big things and little things that reassured us that we were on the right track small things like when I was talking with the Lord and he put on my heart that for Stephen's first message it would be good for him to share his testimony and I decided not to share that with Stephen I thought that's God's business of the Lord if that's your business you'll put it on his heart A day or two later, Stephen rings me and says, Rod, what do you think about me sharing my testimony for my first sermon? Now that just, yeah, it just showed me God's hand. He's he's in all of this intricately, his plan, and he'll bring it to pass. All we've got to do is trust him. It's all right, my phone's just gone funny now. Um yeah that's that's pretty much it uh when we seek god's will in our life he will never let us down we have great expectations because stephen loves and serves a great god so thank you
3: as you can see from the guidance you have for us you have before you we're going to hear from stephen and carissa now so i invite you to come
5: You can do most of the talking. I don't like talking, believe it or not, but uh, here I am. Uh, thanks, everyone, for coming. Uh, really do appreciate it. You know, um, it's just it's very warming just to see so many faces um, from from the past and um, from people I've just really met uh, not too long ago. So really appreciate it, and thank you so much. Uh, just a quick perspective, the way I see the rain, rain's blessing from God, and it also brought us in here where we could have better sound to hear the message, so I'm thankful for that. Uh, as far as landing, uh, as far as um, ending up in this position, being here uh, on this very day, it's, it's one of those scenarios um, which I've experienced before, um, where I kind of put my foot down and, and don't actually... Um, move when I should. Uh, One example is um, when I went to Bible college, preaching class, I didn't know you had to do it, I thought it was opt-in. I was actually such a young Christian, I didn't totally get what Bible college was about, but anyway, I thought preaching was opt-in, and I'd put my foot down, I'm like, I'll do all the rest, but I'm not going to preach, no way. Um, The first thing I ended up doing in church service was preaching, um, which came from a few uh, well intentioned nudges from a mentor of mine. And this is sort of another example of that. Um, a, a, friend, a pastor friend from mine from Gimpy, texted me one day with his job description from this, from this church, and I had a look at it. And, um, you know, as, as, as Rod mentioned, I ended up saying, nah. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna move into that position at this point. And um, so it was another one of those scenarios where I dug my heels in, and it took a decent um, nudge from God from many directions. I uh, had many friendly spiritual elbows and spiritual uppercuts given to me at various times to to move me to apply. Um, but here I am. So, did you want to flesh a bit out from how you saw the?
6: Yeah, we this read we, well. We read the description and it was good, and we thought it was suitable and everything. But yes, yeah, Stephen does put his foot down sometimes, and I used to. This is part of the growth of me is that I used to not let him and sort of force him in into things, and um, whereas I've learnt to just let him be and let God do, um, because I've seen that God works way better than me. Uh, God pushes him way better than me, so. Um, we both thought it was a really great description, but then for yeah, for some apparent reason, I mean, life was pretty hectic. We were moving into state. Um, we you know, didn't have a house to live in at that point. We didn't have any other reason to come back apart from that we were kind of locked out due to COVID and our family were here. So we'd made that decision and then this job um, came across us and yeah, the application did look good, but For whatever reason, Steven sent um, an email, like Rod said, that said, this is why I'm not applying, dot, 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 dot. dot. So, he 100% thought, nah, this is not for me. Um, And then, yeah, just filling in the gaps from what Rod said, after they had the conversation with a a friend on the golf course, said friend is here today, and um, she rang me. Uh, because I had called her prior to this and said, hey, what's the Sandstone um, Community Church? Do you know it? And she was like, oh yeah, you know, I know it. And we had a chat and then she heard that, yeah, we weren't applying and blah, 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 blah. She rang and I said to Stephen, I was like, we can't ignore that. Like that is not a coincidence, you know, he left it. And then our mentors were over the next day And this was completely unintentional, but it ended up being a full-blown intervention on (laughs) Stephen. Uppercuts are the right word. And I love him so dearly um, because he took it like a champion, but he was getting smashed um, because we just, all three of us, were like, this is why you should actually. Anyway, it took him... Probably a good two days. He was pretty quiet, pretty timid. I just kept my distance and I was just praying. Um, and then one day I came home and I couldn't find him and he was in the office. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm emailing Sandstone. And um, <laughs> I read the email and, yeah, it was something like that. So, That's right. yeah.
5: <laughs> now, from what you've heard so far, you've heard that I was reluctant, um, <laughs> <laughs> not willing to be here and, yeah. Uh, you know, People had to coerce me into to getting here. But, you know, <laughs> um, you know, from that point, I start to actually sit down and really, uh, I guess, open myself to the possibility of me being the right fit. Uh, and, and to the point now where, you know, just more things were happening, more people, there was other people, other pastors from around the place who contacted um, asked or through other people and said hey have you seen this job description it's basically written for Stephen um, does he know about it and and so more things went on like that to the point where I'm like I just gotta like I just have to run with this now and see where God takes it so
6: and I think that's one of the best things is that it wasn't Stephen wasn't applying for this in such hope Of getting it if that makes sense like he wasn't trying to put his best forward he was just being completely and utterly open and honest and so for God to lead it so clearly and lead us here um, once he put Sandstone Community Church on our hearts like it's been very clear and evident that this is now our home Um, so that's that's cool like it wasn't yeah we weren't searching for it you know God really did the work of, of putting us here. And I think that's just the best way it can be.
5: Mm. <clears throat> Absolutely.
6: Yeah.
5: Well said, that'll do. Thank
1: <laughs>
3: uh, Thank you very much. It wouldn't be the first time that someone has been reluctant. It won't be the last. But this is the point at which we recognise the hand of the Lord in discerning and confirming and uh, it's my privilege to do this. Now, with one of these, you will see you have a part to play in this and uh, Stephen has a part to play specifically and uh, then I'm going to invite at the end the leaders to come and uh, while I pray the induction prayer, they will be laying hands on him. Friends, we acknowledge the sovereign right of God to appoint We believe very much in the idea that by strange means on some occasions God appoints. Christ, being the head of the church, declares his will in subtle and unbelievably wonderful ways. We believe that God has been working. We've heard examples of it, not only in the church here, but in Stephen and Carissa. And so my brother, as a brother pastor, I speak to you and welcome you uh, to be the pastor of Sandstone Community Church. There is a charge here, brother. Having been living under this charge for 43 years, I can tell you, you're absolutely right not to apply for it. (laughs) And yet the grace of God is with you and he will carry this. And so, Stephen, the charge to you is, with the enabling of the Holy Spirit, live your life as a man of God. Care for the flock of God which he purchased. Work towards the winning of the lost in this area. Give priority to your prayer and spiritual growth. Give yourself to skill development and uh, recreation. It would also be a good idea, and it's not on the list here, to thank God you married up. (laughs) The challenge before you is great, but my charge to you is trust that the living God will be able in your life. I invite you to make the response as it's written there before you.
5: Thank you. Yes, I will do believing that I'm called to this ministry and I commit myself to carry out this responsibility by the grace of
3: God who I give thanks to. Now this is your part. I'm going to invite you to stand now. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Please, you may stand. And then at the end of that, I'm going to invite you to use the words of the affirmation, the response there that are on your order of service. Will you As the congregation of Sandstone Community Church, receive Stephen as your pastor. Will you receive the word of God from him in meekness and in love and working together with him by faith and prayer for the honour of the Lord Jesus Christ. Encourage him and honour him in the Lord. Congregation, would you please affirm your commitment now? Now, I'm going to invite Stephen and Carissa, if you would just stand over there, and I'm going to invite the leadership and uh, of the church to come around him, and so please, and your children. Now, how many children do you have? Light of the
1: world, you step down into darkness, open my So, so highly exalted, all oh, in heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth you created, all oh, for love's sake became poor.
4: So here I am
1: to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God You're all together lovely all together worthy all together wonderful to me.
0: Well it's nice that we were able to end on a high note, eh? Hey? After all that's happened today, and uh, actually some of you don't know the half of it, but um, we are glad to be here today. Uh, We do not take up tithes and offerings in our services. Many folks support the work of the church by online giving, but we do acknowledge what is received with thankfulness to God for the generosity of his people We're delighted at the number of folk who have been here today. Thank you for coming. It's been very special. Uh, We meet at four o'clock every Sunday afternoon and we invite you to come back next week. That would be great. (laughs) One of those impossible dreams right now, but it's been a delight to have you here to meet and greet our new pastor and his family. Please stay for light refreshments. I'm sure there'll be plenty for everyone.